what they have proven is like there is a, a massive potential for this whole play to earn uh, aspect and i think this is where we will see a shift where suddenly the whole gaming how that has evolved especially within mobile gaming suddenly the free to play was becoming a genre right and i think now this play to earn is becoming a genre my concern of course is like you mentioned the entry right you know this is really cool for the early adopters but how will you ensure people who are discovering this now just at least can still onboard without any kind of money you know and, Morten Runko, thank you so much for joining me today and uh, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Mark. And it's a pleasure to be here, you know, partly in Denmark, but yeah, we are apart, but we're still locating in Denmark, right? So <laughs> cyberspace, cyberspace in Denmark, I guess. Yes, you can call love it. It. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you and I, we've been uh, connected for some time now. We go uh, couple of years back but we actually actually never met uh even though we met we connected uh, pre-corona so uh yeah. that just yeah, no, uh, speaks <laughs> that just that, that just speaks to the 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 <laughs> online world is taking over the offline world i guess yeah yeah i think that's one of the beauties right because you know this is what we've seen in it for so many years and i think one of the things is i you know i still have team members uh actually on you know in the company which I've never met, which I go way back to like, like 2009, 2010. I've never met them, you know, only <laughs> online. So I think this is one of the beauties with it. So I think we are nice. decentralized somehow, right? You know, yeah. but, but still connected. So, so I think this is one of the, the very, very early uh, examples of, uh, of blockchain. So nice. <laughs> absolutely. And I guess uh, that begs the natural question. What are you working on these days? Uh, I think, a lot of people know you in the gaming uh, sphere and, and blockchain space, but uh, for those of you who don't know you, what are you working on and, and who is Monrongo? Yeah, so I started in this whole uh, blockchain with the technology back in 2013, uh, just like sniffing around the whole uh, mining equipment with, with Bitcoin because, you know, nothing else was out there. And uh, I never actually understood or paid attention to the technology behind it. So I was more like, you know, this is cool, Bitcoin. And then a couple of years later, I actually dug into the whole thing and just said, okay, this is a very cool technology. And actually it, it, it can release a lot of, you know, a lot of new potential within this space. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, I, I started uh, with when, when really when Ethereum came out, you know, this is where I can see the potential, especially within gaming, because mm. I've always had that kind of like, you know, if you want mass adoption, it should come through um, gaming because this is where you touch the most amount of people in, in so many different levels. So, so gaming has always been a big part of my life. Uh, and also where I actually thought this is how you could interact with a lot of people because the technology is there and a lot of people don't understand the technology and they shouldn't because it's just a technology. Mm -hmm. So how you will get the mass adoption if you could get the the normal daily use into it. And, and for me, gaming was natural. So we started the company and um, did our own augmented reality uh, app, first point shooter uh, with, uh, with using blockchain technology in it. So, so before everything or anything was called NFTs, mm. uh, where my focus has been from the beginning, uh, then uh, it was just like in-game collectible items. And this is where I started with the whole thing. 
and uh, our success from doing an ICO, uh, actually delivering our projects as one of the few ICOs out there, uh, we actually approached the BBC uh, about um, a potential partnership with one of their IPs called uh, Doctor Who, which is the oldest sci-fi series from uh, 1963, mm. saying that we, we actually want to do a game concept uh, based on Doctor Who because you have a, a, a massive IP, great history, and it actually has the depth that you need into a backstory and a game. And a um, little bit surprisingly, but they actually said yes, because I guess, uh, you, know, I'm, you know, I think it was a great concept. It was a great pitch. But mm. again, you never know because BBC mm. is still a conservative uh, company, right? So it was a big risk, but uh, they could see that what we wanted to transform, giving uh, the, the gamers the true ownership back into uh, their possession instead of just like us as a company owning it. So the item should actually be you as a gamer, your ownership. And also the security and trading, which uh, smart contracts, of course, enables. So that has been like where we have been like the last couple of years. But of course, from if you take it from now and what we've done just the past two years, it's much more, right? We're working on music backbones, like with using the blockchain technology, of course, other games, combining physical and digital uh, items. We're working on our big sustainability uh, project where we're using NFTs also and using our, our um, what I call eNFT, our environmental NFT. So it's a, it's a carbon neutral um, NFT, how we, you know, actually the transaction cost or carbon print is less than a Visa transaction. Mm. Uh, so, so stuff like this, we are now utilizing in, in so many other projects, right? And, uh, and, and working on. So yeah, I hope that's... Nice answer a little bit of your question. Like some of them I can't go into too much because some of them we have like NDA with the companies, but we're working with some really big brands in this one, so. And all this is encapsulated in what uh, is known as a reality gaming group, uh, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, right? Uh, where you spin yeah. out all these different games and concepts uh, working around NFTs and blockchain in general. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and, uh, sorry, go that's ahead. Also the, that's also the, the I would say the uh, way you need to be aware, right? Because, you know, again, this technology is so new, you know, when, when this, you know, it's, it's five years, I would say, since, you know, really we saw the smart contracts, especially from our point of view, we started in 2017, but actually worked on it since 2016. And what I can see is definitely um, the easy way to get distracted, like the shiny objects. So, so because there is so much potential out there and the mm. problem is you can take it in so many different directions. So, so I'm trying to like, you know, what should we actually, what should we aim for? What is other bigger goals? And, and uh, you know, how should we pursue this? So, but, but it is really hard not to be distracted, I would say. <laughs> Definitely. And I think Dr. Who that you mentioned is sort of uh, where you guys started to go mainstream or at least getting a lot of recognition in the space. Can you yeah. tell us about what the concept of game is about? Or is that uh, one of the? No, absolutely. You know, we we uh, we started by trying to. It's a it's a trading card game, so it's a TCG game, and we wanted to uh, trying to make a game where I I think especially what we've seen in the blockchain games so far is that either it's uh, like the DAP games. You know, what we've seen is that either suddenly there is a very high entry fee in order to play this game, 
right. and we wanted to make a game using blockchain technology still kept our vision about the true ownership and also the vision about the secure trading so we wanted to create a game where it doesn't matter if a gamer discovers us five years down the line he can still enter and actually play you know for free or actually at very low cost still get our very early genesis cards uh, maybe not in a limited frame but he can get it in an unlimited frame he can still level up so we we don't want to exclude anyone from this uh, you know great opportunity in the blockchain space so so because we also know that a lot of the success often in a lot of projects uh, you know you have to have the early adopters and we 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 are meeting them we are still having uh, you know a, loads of benefits for the early adopters but we also have to keep the long term vision that you know this is a this is a genre of game which will have could have a hundred million players, right? Like we saw Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there, there won't be like a hundred million players entering this space to start with. This will take a long time, and we need to make sure that you know even five years down the ra- uh, the line, these gamers will still be included and have the same kind of opportunities, either via marketplace to buy it, but of course the price maybe be higher for some of the limited frames. But if you're looking at the gameplay per se, then there shouldn't be any difference. So the ability text on the cards is exactly the same from an unlimited frame to a limited frame. So it's purely cosmetic. Mm-hmm. And this is where the scarcity, the blockchain aspect, and that whole thing is really cool. But I think uh, for me, the most important thing was try to make a game where the entry bar would be so low even after five years. Right. Still be played again. It's funny to hear you talk about Doctor Who because that it, there's so many things that you mentioned just now, which makes me think about Axie Infinity, which is exploding now, and I'm sure absolutely yeah. full, fully aware of it. But you mentioned a card-based game, a blockchain-based game that is uh, uh, about cards. Um, yeah. You mentioned the cost of entry, which is a bit of a problem, if you ask me, with Axie Infinity. Um, yeah. One million users, uh, sorry, a hundred million users, which I think. X Infinity is approaching or already surpassed. I'm not sure, but they are oh, getting yeah. up 1 there. Million. Yeah, yeah, they have yeah. like 1 million yeah. right now, right? Daily active users, right? So so I think, you know, mm-hmm. first of all, I know Alexander, I know a little bit of the, the team behind it. You know, we followed each other through the whole space, right? right. Um, the first the first uh, crypto or blockchain conference I was on, I actually met Alexander, uh, mm-hmm. who is their um, COO on it. And he's a, he's a great guy. I have so much respect for what these these guys has done because I also know what they've been through. Hmm. So I think that also is uh, giving me more insights. And I think what they have proven is like there is a, a massive potential for this whole play to earn uh, aspect. And I think this is where we will see a shift where suddenly the whole gaming, how that has evolved, especially within mobile gaming, suddenly the free to play was becoming a genre, right? And I think now this play to earn is becoming a genre. My concern, of course, is like you mentioned, the entry, right? You know, this is really cool for the early adopters, but how will you ensure people who are discovering this now, just at least, can mm-hmm. still onboard without any kind of money, you know, yeah. and, and still having the ability to, to make money, make revenue, or, or contribute to the project in a very positive way, right? And I think mm-hmm. this will be, maybe will be the limitations somehow uh, within Axie, right? But I, you know, I, again, none of us know so it's, it's, you know, I could say the same thing, right? Because what we're doing with Doctor Who, this is the vision behind it, right? This is what I believe in, that we need to try and create a game five years down the line that people can still onboard and still buy a, 
uh, a card for a very low price if they want one of the limited ones. But you you never know, right? But but at least I can ensure that five years down the line, people can onboard this for five dollars still and not mm. having to pay several thousand in order to play the game, right? Which is required in Axie Infinity. It's uh, I think like the cheapest Axie that you can buy is like. 0.2 ethereum or something like that which amounts to like 600 more or less yeah. yeah 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 and again you know i still think you know if you want to do this again competitive you want to really make some money again it takes a lot of time and 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 i just think this is just a new beginning so i think it's really hard to say uh you know is this the right approach i just have mm-hmm. to say you know i just have a an enormous amount of respect for what i've done and actually achieved uh but of course i am concerned about Uh, you know the entry for for other people, right? I think yeah. the cool thing is that what we've seen with the play to earn is that they have proven that you can generate new jobs from this, uh, and and you know that suddenly change people li- people's life. And I think this is what inspires me also, right? Because I this is where I think Alexander and I share a lot of the same um, uh, vision in, in terms of the, you want to change people's lives through gaming, right? And I think this is this is one of the uh, you know they've just. They're just taking a different approach because this is one game uh, and we are more like a, a gaming group. We are, have a lot of different kind of projects and one of them is Doctor Who, right? And and we are just lucky to have a really good, uh, cool uh, backstory and, and IP to back it up. So, well, What I like about gaming and X-Infinity, Doctor Who, etc. Um, is that it, it really taps into a huge market. People who are not into crypto, people who are not into blockchain, They don't even need to know about blockchain to play these games. And Axie Infinity in particular, I haven't played Doctor Who, but Axie Infinity I've, I've tried. It caught my attention. Hard not to catch my attention when it is exploding like like now. <laughs> um, but it's a really good game. I, I'm not a big gaming person myself. I played Heroes of Might and Magic when I was a kid and a little bit of Age of Empire, like strategy games in general. Axie Infinity was fun. I, I thought it was a fun game. Um, and making money while I play that game, uh, the play-to-earn category that you also mentioned, is just brilliant. It's not a lot of money, but uh, it's it's just something you know that's fun to play with. Um, yeah, but it still doesn't need to be a lot of money, right? If if you are getting paid to play and actually have fun at the same time, what's not to like? You know, yeah. like you know, this is just like how can you make sure that your players will earn money and how can you still also generate revenue and make it more and more interesting, right? Because again, what we've seen, I think so, especially with the whole free-to-play genre has ruined a little bit of gaming because again, people don't have any kind of like, how should you call it in English? It's more like you, they don't really care about your company. It's more like if this game, even though it's free, if mm. this doesn't interest me, you know, I'll just give it a bad review. I would just yeah. like, you know, you know, just really just, ruined the whole thing with a bad review right and i think <laughs> this is what irritates me a little bit with the free-to-play genre because they don't actually respect the amount of hours that's been mm. put into this right and you want to spread out this game like we did this with reality class we've been lucky um to have a lot of users downloading it also uh but again we've limited by the technology because you need to have the ar kit you need to have the ar core in it of course you will exclude some people because the technology is not spread out through all devices, right? So this is yeah. slowly will be, you know, the more devices coming out, the more newer devices, the more will have this new technology in it. But what we saw also is just like, yeah, I don't like that there isn't like a front list. I will give you one review, right? One star yeah. review and just like, 
you know, then I'm, we, we're just writing them back saying, are you really, do you really want to review our, our app by giving it one star just because there isn't a friend list right now? You know, mm -hmm. this, is a, this is a moving project, right? This is something we develop all the time. Look at the technology. There's not a single augmented reality app, app out there where, where with the camera or just with the phone you know, alone, you can generate a 360 virtual world. Mm. None. Not Pokemon, not Harry Potter, not mm. Jurassic Park, nobody. So mm. try and look at the technology instead. But again, it comes back to us to tell that to the, to the user, to the player, right? So, so it's, mm. it's trying to take a step back. How can we explain this? And I think the same thing will actually, they will also now, you know, I know they're constantly working on how can we make sure that this will be sustainable moving forward yeah. right so i think yeah. you know I, I, yeah it's just interesting to see and again i have to say i also don't own a single axie you know oh really because this is the, yeah, but this is the problem within this space you know we've all been so much into our own projects right we follow each other but in order to really dig into how the other you know we don't have the time, especially not us who are developing games, right? You know, we, you yeah. know, I, I, I research, I do a lot of things, but I actually don't own an Axie at all, you know. So, so <laughs> well, that's sorry, uh, I think uh, he, he wouldn't take it personal. Uh, you can, I know uh, he, knows me. he knows me, and he's Norwegian, so he forgives me, right? So, so. yeah, yeah, and you can ask him to uh, buy some of your NFTs and see if he has any, and yeah, if he yeah, doesn't, no, then uh. <laughs> I think he's been, I know he's been as busy as I am. So, so again, you know, but for me, it's just all about creating games, which mm. people will have fun with, right? That this yeah. is the most important thing for me. Are you working on play to earn as well? Are you working on these aspects? Um, because yeah, that's really what caught my attention actually with that, with Action yeah. Infinity. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, we, we are trying to work with that aspect. And again, it's, it's super complex, right? And especially yeah. when you're working with a, I would say in a company like, BBC, where you need to go through even more steps, right? It's a triple A studio, you know, a game and, and you know, mm -hmm. just, the, just the approval process to get different kind of approvals because uh, from artwork to whatever, because either it's the manager or the actor or, you know, BBC doesn't own all the rights for it, right? So there's a lot mm -hmm. of steps in terms of, of approval, which makes it complicated, but also to make sure that this doesn't damage their brand and also doesn't give I would say us a bigger advantage uh, compared to the other Doctor Who uh, titles or projects within the BBC, right? So, mm -hmm. but but the good thing is, I would say, is that we have proven with our game and the blockchain aspect of it, we have become become that project that actually interacts and works with all the other Doctor Who projects within the BBC space. Because suddenly we can create, like with Maze Theory, uh, with some of the other ones, we can actually create frames which are specifically into their like in, in, in their project, but we can actually collab in that in that whole way, right? So we, we have done some uh, some really cool uh, partnerships and also some really cool um, projects and new frames, like a glitchy angel, you know, stuff like that. So we have from the Lonely Assassin. So we have tried to promote each other in that way. And we can be that metaverse, I would almost call it, because this is what we're doing, right? With the whole thing. Nice. We are now using this whole story and the whole backstory of Doctor Who to create the planets, uh, actually uh, cell planets, cell plots, uh, being able for you to, to show off your, your, your collection of NFTs uh, and also trade, uh, you know, so, so that's a lot that we are working on right now. We want to reveal and we'll 
I think end of the year or Q1, we will actually be able to uh, reveal the next steps of this. And this is not because we're slow, it's just a longer approval because of uh, sure. we're working with CY to make sure that we are covering everything. Yeah, I mean, there's there's pros and cons working with a big brand like BBC or Doctor Who uh, yeah. for the particular brand. You tap yeah. into a massive, massive brand identity and people, I mean, even people outside of the UK, they know about Doctor Who. I'm here in Denmark, yeah. you're here in Denmark. We all know about Doctor Who. Um, but of yeah, course, we have a big it, it goes, yeah. yeah, but it takes more time, of course, to uh, approve things. You can't just do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. And this is maybe one where, where you really need to be aware about that also towards the community make sure mm. that they are they know that the processes and you know really just like it's taking you know much longer than normally would be because we could just take a decision you know in management saying that oh today we'll just turn left right but yeah. we can't do that because we need to go through all the steps and i think this is uh and also just be aware that you know that's why the community is so important because we are spread out all over the world you know our marks uh, admins are spread out all over the world we have people from china japan south america us canada you know whatever you know africa mm -hmm. you know, we are spread all over and i think this is one of the also the most difficult things because of time zones and making sure everybody gets the uh, the information and you know just trying to be online everywhere so <laughs> yeah, of course yeah. do you think like i'm just thinking of a you know future 5 10 15 years ahead where you know you have hardcore Harry Potter fans, Doctor Who fans, Lord of the Rings, whatever there is out there, and all these different uh, brands and uh, yeah, big uh, stories you can say, they they will they have a game already and they will probably have a blockchain based game in the future, and I can only imagine a future where okay if all these different uh, comic cons and, and you know people buying a bunch of physical you know dresses and whatnot to uh, to dress up as Harry Potter or whatever you want to dress up on if all that goes online and you can own different digital assets in your wallet and you can show that you can flash that to your friends or family if you want to do that basically what i'm saying is do you think we will see a world where people are more preoccupied about what they hold in their digital wallet and, and flash that, show that to the world instead of right now where people buy expensive cars, houses, boats, whatever they buy in the physical world to show off uh, their wealth? Do you think that will happen, uh, especially with these games coming out? Very good question. I think so. But I would say, aren't we already? You know, like more focused mm. about what the neighbor actually owns, that what we, what we possess ourselves, and and what is, what is uh, again true ownership, right? And I, I understand mm. with buying a new boat, buying a, a car, but I, I I hear you. I definitely think we will see in the future. I would say one of the cool things I love about blockchain is that suddenly we see this new economic. Uh, infrastructure uh, mm. and and suddenly giving i would say you know normal people or poor people actually a chance to suddenly reach uh you know the skies right and and possess mm. something with a very low uh, scarcity and i think especially within some of the physical versus digital i still think we need to see some you know where you both have physical and digital but what I really like about the digital version is, for me, it's much more transparent because, you know, like baseball cards, you know, we, we 
often get the comment that, you know, I would rather have a physical card than actually a digital card. Right. And for me, it's just like, okay, so what is, what is the argument for that, right? You know, I can, I can feel it. Okay, cool. So if you want to trade with somebody, you have to take a plane and you have to fly there and you have to do the trade unless you actually trust the post office to send your, your 100,000 baseball card and, and trust it will get there. And also mm -hmm. you have to trust the person actually sending you the money. Uh, that's a lot of trust, right? And this is what I love about blockchain that you can, you can do that in a trusted environment. And again, mm -hmm. digital, you can trade with whoever in the whole world. Mm -hmm. And especially the circulation, it's much more transparent that you actually know with the physical cards, right? You don't know actually if, if you are the only one owning Babe Ruth, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Like it, it, for me, it's just like much more transparent and much more secure to mm -hmm. have the digital aspect of it. And I think we will see a lot of people flashing and we can already see that in the metaverses. We can see that people owning a pair of Gucci's, which there's only five of and, you know, and, and brag about this, right? And say, I'm the only one in this metaverse running around, you know, like in Fortnite or whatever it is. And this is why I really think the big companies should try and adapt to this uh, technology much faster because they will unlock an unseen mm. kind of revenue stream. And this is what we can see with the approaches we get from big brands. Mm. How can we unlock, uh, you know, unlock all this digital revenue? Because we have these kind of assets. We would really like to enter this into this space. And how can we do this, you know, or how can we combine selling a physical item and then suddenly also get a digital one, which you can then brag about in uh, the metaverses or in your wallet, right? Just saying, you know, just, you know, through your, your phone with the uh, Apple wallet or whatever it is, just like, mm -hmm. you know, slide through that whole thing. And this mm -hmm. is where I think, uh, especially DeFi means, uh, will meet gaming, uh, mm -hmm. you know, because until now we've had like, blockchain gaming or just in general gaming on one side and, and art has now also become exploded with the whole uh, thing. And then mm. we have normal kind of like financial services using blockchain. Mm. And the problem is these has, they have like run in parallel the last five years, right? And actually never crossed each other. And I think right now we see with gaming, we see with art, we see a lot of these kind of thing and NFTs. And this is what I said back when I started this whole thing, when I talked about this is this will be uh, the next big thing, right? And and uh, I'm happy I was right, but also we are seeing now that suddenly it's unlocking so much revenue and I suddenly we're seeing uh, payment gateways or payment providers working with the digital card, the credit card actually also can contain NFTs. This means a lot to me because this is where you can brag about it. This is where you can unlock, you can actually you know, stake your NFT, earn some yield. You can actually use that yield maybe to pay for your expenses or your, your groceries down in the supermarket. So for me, this is just like mind blowing. And this is like, I hope that a lot of these big companies will jump on this wagon, you know, as, as quickly as possible to see how can they actually unlock um, this whole potential right so yeah, yeah that that's where things can go so wild and this is the world that you live in but i think most people don't recognize or realize how how big this can really be i mean imagine a day or the day because it will come i'm sure when fortnite or the counter strike or whatever big game there is right now uh, adopts this you know, you have millions, if not billions of people starting to be aware, at least, that this is a possibility. And then what will happen uh, is that they will get exposed to, as you say, DeFi. They will, you know, they have these NFTs and then, okay, how do I trade it? How do I stake it to get yield? 
you know, they, they start getting sucked in uh, to this entire ecosystem, like all the plumbing and all the infrastructure is being done and has been done in parallel, as you say, for five years. And all that unlocked potential is just going to explode, I'm sure, when, when you know, a, a Fortnite or a Counter-Strike just, you know, flips the switch, basically. You know, absolutely, because, you know, this is why we have approached them the last couple of years, right, saying, first of all, you know, just what we know of officially is that $2 billion every year is what people are losing because of, of hacking, of course, you know, they are getting scammed from, from selling uh, in-game collectible items mm -hmm. uh, to others. Just like send me $200 on PayPal or whatever it is, right? And I will send you this knife I found in Counter-Strike. The issue is that, that this is $2 billion people are getting scammed for what we know of, right? What people actually are reporting. I think oh. this is like 10 times higher, 10 times higher because yeah. often people are just like, no, okay, I've lost it. It's my own fault maybe, or whatever. I clicked a link, you know, there's, there's a lot of things with hacking. I think this is where we can, we can really avoid that whole thing with blockchain. Mm -hmm. But again, what I really would like the big companies, first of all, to help us solve that problem because we've solved it, right? The problem is we don't have a big company like Activision uh, or some of these big platforms where you can actually integrate our technology and avoid that whole scamming using the smart contracts. But what I really would like them to see is the opportunity to unlocking the interoperability. So my game can be connected to them through the blockchain technology. So these kind of Gucci's I'm wearing, I can actually run in Call of Duty. I can run in Fortnite. I can do whatever it is. Like Counter-Strike running around with Gucci. You, I just <laughs> killed you in Call of Duty or in Counter-Strike, right? Look at my Gucci's. You know, yeah. And actually that metadata will be recorded uh, you know, you, you want this tournament or you want this uh, round, whatever, it, in, in your Gucci's, right? Running around in a leopard suit of Gucci or whatever it could be. Just like brands in general, I think this will be hilarious. And especially if you can use that interoperability, either as the item that itself or like a multi kind of NFT that could be adapted and actually be used in, in different kind of games. And this is what we're working on right now. Like behind the scenes, how can we make sure that our, our assets not only can work within our own games, but also across other games. How can we be connected to other games where this mm -hmm. NFT can be used in it and so on and so on. And I think this is where the true, true, true uh, value will also be. You know, mm -hmm. that, that it's a massive potential if the interoperability could be integrated. Because again, if you're tired of playing one game, often it's just a waste of money. And again, when we're looking at this whole, you know, we're talking mm -hmm. about the waste, uh, resources, the environment. I think this is one of the things, right? We need to make sure that the future of gaming will be so you can take the same kind of asset and use it in multiple games. Mm. Otherwise, it's just a massive amount of resources yeah. and a, a waste of money because, again, going out to do user acquisition mm. is really, really expensive, especially yeah. within gaming, right? We're chasing the same amount of people, especially if, it, if it's within the same kind of genre of gaming. Yeah. Just imagine if we could just like, we just need to onboard them. And then suddenly you can expose them saying that, you know, you can now use your NFT also in this game and this game and this game. So this will, you know, could that, actually change the whole user acquisition uh, ecosystem, I think. And that's actually a quite smart way of looking at it. I mean, in general, distributed ledgers, that's the promise of it, right? You don't have a centralized database, a siloed database, like a reality gaming group database, and then a Axie Infinity database. Like it's all built on Ethereum, for example, uh, yeah. which we, you can tap into. So if you have an, uh, 
an NFT that can be that you have decided together with X Infinity that can be used in both games. Obviously, yep. you have that control, but as long as you agree on it, then the user can take that NFT from X Infinity and use it on in Doctor Who. Or, I don't think that's gonna work, but uh, you know, in in oh, theory, it, it could happen. Kind of, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It depends on what kind of what kind of rules do you set up for this kind of smart contract? Where can you use it? What will it transform to? Because it could actually be a car, or it could be a weapon in reality class, but then it could actually be a specific card you're unlocking if you're using it in Doctor Who, right? So it all yeah. depends. What are we transforming it to? But I think this this opens up to where I see this, that we need to create, especially with Ethereum being like the primary of this whole thing, right? And this mm -hmm. is, uh, Vitalik, if you're out there, just give me a call and then, then we can discuss, right? But I, I really would like us to look at how can we use the NFT technology or the blockchain technology as a user acquisition tool? So, so again, giving the insight of these kind of NFTs, but also giving the option that you could interact with the smart contract and, you know, what, make sure that you can use this so, so third-party game developers could actually get access to it, could create a game. Mm -hmm. You don't lose control because we've invented it, right? We, we've started the whole thing. And again, with going back to like a company like BBC, the issue is, again, we need to make, make sure that who gets access to it also is getting like uh, vetted for actually being able to create a game, right? Because they can't just do mm -hmm. a strip poker game based on Dr. Who cards, right? So, so there are, of course, limitations, but I think it just tells us we are now moving in the right direction by trying to see how can we use this technology to actually onboard even more people, right? Yeah. And, sh and show the true potential, I think so. And I'm sure Vitalik is uh, listening in. So what I... Yeah, yeah, just tag him. You know, so, so. <laughs> exactly. He will react one way or another. Uh, yeah, I think so. But um, you're a busy man. I know you have another uh, meeting shortly. So uh, just to for Vitalik and everybody out there, where can people find you? How do you communicate? Is it Twitter? Like, what do you use on a daily basis? Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm often just trying to use the different kind of platforms. I'm uh, I'm 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 not like a person who writes every day something on uh, the different kind of social media because that that, that will be my full time job, right? Mm. Uh, I'm only writing if I have something really to say or, or or an opinion. But you can always find me on the different. Kind of, I think the best approach would be LinkedIn. Yep. It would be a Telegram. It would be uh, Facebook. Uh, if that is. Otherwise, I'm just now the world is opening up again. I've been invited, of course, to all these uh, different kind of events, both online and also physical. So I am. Uh, I would say the le next amount of time or rest of the year, I'm in Poland for games gathering. I'm also in Kiev. I am in uh, Sigma on Malta. Where I'm doing a keynote speech about NFTs. Nice. I will be. Yeah, just traveling around the whole world. Otherwise, you can always find me, I think so, in a bar in Soho in London. You know, I think that is, uh, you know. There you go. Uh, it definitely. Go. Now, again, that whole world is opening up, right? Because I've been, um, it's been so sad because I've been isolated here in Denmark. And actually, my team has been, of course, all over the world. But, mm. but our office has been in London mm. and has now been, you know, it's 18 months, actually, since I've been there. So I'm really looking forward to come back yeah. next week uh, to yeah. that. So just meeting the whole crew again, because... Even though we live in a digital world, it's becoming more and more digital. We still need the social interaction. We need to look each other in the eyes. And it's, it's a, that whole feeling we can't replace, I think. So neither with an NFT or with blockchain, but we can definitely make it fun. But we still need to, um, to meet people in person and, and keep the relation, right? You know, this is, for me, the social interaction, it's still 
the top of my list, you know, despite I work in an IT world with the NFTs. So maybe this is the next IT or NFT project, right? How can we create a social interaction even with an NFT and make that evolve, right? But that's a whole different conversation, I think so. Creating something out of nothing is the hardest thing in the world. And you need, it's a team sport and you need to sit together, be together yeah. in order to crack it. Yeah, absolutely. Borden, thank you so much for your time and uh, take care wherever you are. Uh, people can connect with you in all kinds of cities, it seems like. So uh, yeah. thank you for so much for taking the time, buddy. Thank you very much, Mark. It was such a pleasure. And uh, yeah, ping me if there's anything, you know, whatever, uh, for a second talk or, you know, if, if somebody has a question, anything I can do to share knowledge uh, and do or, or at least just teach you all the mistakes we did that you don't should do, then uh, just ping me. Find me online, right? So yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Mark. It was a pleasure. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Mark. Yeah.